And we're back with So You Think You Know Sports. Uh, we did promise to broaden the sports out because we do concentrate on NBA, NFL, and sometimes UFC. But the big talk of the town is going to be the NBA draft, the NBA awards, uh, and also the trade rumors that are going on right now when it comes to the NBA. This is our draft edition. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and introduce the host. I am Alex and Muhammad, go ahead and say something for them. Hey, I just want to say uh, what's up to all the listeners out there. Um, keep listening, and we will continue to grow as our audience grows. Oh, yeah, of course. I think we sound pretty good, but uh, just to jump straight into it, uh, our first subject is going to be about the NBA draft. And, of course, it's a foregone conclusion that Zion would be the number one pick. And the Pelicans also won the number one uh, draft pick in the 2019 draft. It has now come to pass, and Zion is now that number one uh, draft pick. Uh, it was a very emotional uh, draft, but who do you really think won the 2019 NBA draft? New Orleans Pelicans, really. Uh, I mean, that's that's a given. They got Zion Williamson. Number one overall, and they got rid of Anthony Davis, and they got good pieces for him. They traded the pick that they got in that same Anthony Davis trade, the fourth pick, got even more picks, and they definitely helped build around Zion Williamson. And it looks like they're going to be a very good team on paper, but we'll see when that when the season comes back around. Yeah. I definitely agree, but this is like amazing to me. They're absolutely building a team for him. But uh, just to still stay on topic with the the NBA draft, uh, now Zion was uh, at number one, and I, and when it comes to uh, who I think really won the NBA draft, it is going to be the New Orleans Pelicans. But when a, a close second, I would say it is going to be the the Atlanta Hawks because they're getting better. They are actually. Uh, building also on their end. So they are definitely focused on their future and building around their new uh, talent like Trey. Is it Trey Young? Yeah, Trey Young. With just to kind of uh, go all around the draft and everything here, it was a very emotional draft. Uh, you saw it was first when Zion was drafted and second when R.J. Barrett, along with other uh, players. And for some reason, I think this is the most emotional draft I've seen. How about you? Uh, yeah, it looks like uh, these players, they went through a lot just to get to where they are. And, yeah. and this is just the... Fun of yeah, the, this is the cherry on top. This propels them to a point where they have never been before. And they probably, at one point in their lives, thought that they would never even get there. And just to see that this happened and it brings up their whole family, they feel like they've, they've made it. I agree, especially when... Some of these players knew exactly who they're going to be picked by, uh, especially Zion. He was the first one with the waterworks. Uh, but just to kind of throw a little bit of fun in there, who take your bet. Who do you think has the better legacy? Because we're going to just move on to our next subject, which is uh, segment, which is legacy. Who do you think is overall going to have the better legacy? I, I think Zion Williamson, he's going to live up to the hype. Will he be LeBron James? Uh, that's hard to say because he's the most hyped up player since LeBron. 
it's, it's hard to say whether he'll be able up to that hype. But I, I think he will be consistent all-star. That definitely keeps the hype around him. And Ja Morant, I think he will be great too. You know, he, both of them are actually right around the area from where we are, um, yeah. South Carolina. Even uh, Ja I Morant. I a little bit more, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. But, okay. Well, but, most of my uh, life was in Charlotte, but. Okay. But Ja Morant, you know, he went to Crestwood High School, which is in Sumter. And I, I think this, this is just a, a great thing to see these players coming from South Carolina. And I think John Morant, he's going to have a great career, too. And hopefully, you know, he can get back to the community. I know I'm kind of going off subject. <laughs> but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I think John Morant, he'll, he'll be great, too. Now, R.J. Barrett, I don't know about him. I'm kind of iffy on him. I don't, I don't think he's really going to be that special. I, I think he's going to be... Uh, maybe a star, just fringe star. Maybe not that good. Well, right now I think we really don't know who's gonna be that star. Right now, the uh, the definite known thing is that Zion is going to make money for the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, broadcasting will be amazing, and I, one reason why I think they're they are gonna push up these uh these West Coast starts for. Uh, the NBA, so that they can see Zion, so you can see LeBron, so you can see Anthony Davis, and possibly even Kawhi. Uh, but when it comes to whose legacy I do have the most faith in right now, it would be Zion. They are building a team around him from those picks. It, it's amazing how much and how how equal and unequal this trade was for, between the Lakers and the Pelicans. Pelicans got everything and more, and the Lakers got everything they wanted also. It's pretty much the Lakers were buying for the fu- for the now, and the, uh, the Pelicans were buying for the future, and they both got exactly what they wanted. So you think it was unequal? I mean, Anthony, well, if Anthony well, Davis you, is that good. When you, well, well, when you're trading one player for three players and three picks that's that's an uneven trade I, 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 whatever way you want to uh, slice that one and you had two number one uh first round picks uh by the lakers uh whether they flourish or not yet you haven't had enough time in the nba but you have two first round picks uh and throw in an extra player and then throw in three picks extra picks on top of a, a first round pick for this actual year anthony davis is that guy so I, he's worth it? Okay, let's let's put LeBron in that situation. Is it mm-hmm. even with LeBron? Let, let's say uh, the Lakers traded all of that to get LeBron. Yes, it's an even trade because LeBron has won championships because LeBron has been above the hype. LeBron has been the most talked about player ever since, even before. He joined and was a part of the NBA, even when he was a high schooler, a teenager. So, yes, you can throw in 10 players and it's an even trade. <laughs> 10 players. What's hey. the rest of the team? Where is the rest of the team? Hopefully we get enough for $1 million each. A <laughs> <laughs> veteran's we, minimum. Hey, we can, I'll, I'll go out there and suit up for LeBron. Shoot. Wow, I'm pretty sure any of us will. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you get I'll paid. 
look at the first team, the first Cavs team that lost to the uh, the Warriors the first year he was there. Just look at the starting five, not not the starting five that you think of that was supposed to be the starting five. I'm talking about the starting five that actually started for the finals. Not Kyrie because Kyrie was hurt. Not Love because Love was hurt. Look at that team and tell me he didn't put a whole bunch of people from the from the uh, Gold's Gym down the corner on their back and made it to the finals. Kyrie Irving did play that first game. First game of the finals? Yeah, he did. He got hurt yeah, in that right. first game okay, in overtime. Okay, so, okay, so you played the first game. That's not <laughs> that's not enough to say that uh, he was a considerable factor in that finals. No, not for the rest of the finals. But, you know, not, he, not, he played his part in the first game. For a while. And Love was out for a while. And that's all in their first year. We can maybe say if Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love weren't hurt, they might have won that series. We don't know. Okay. Well, I would say just from possible and just basic uh, NBA memory, uh, who do you think have has had a better setup when it comes to coming into the NBA? Pre-ready team. What player has ever been drafted had and actually number one player at that because it's only been 10 players to ever stay with their actual team for their fools uh for their full career who were to pick number one who do you think has had a better setup for when they came into the league as a number one pick well for right now i'm gonna say zion williamson i don't i'm yeah. not well, really okay. familiar with every number one well, pick. okay i i'll give you i'll give you uh tim duncan Tim Duncan came into league with uh, David Robinson and a great team surrounding him. Uh, Mono Ginobili, the team was pre-ready for success and was just about to peak already. Uh, now, and then another one, because I really only think there's really ones that were overwhelming, was also Magic Johnson. I've mentioned this before, but he had uh, James Worthy and also had Kareem. And I'm not sure, but he might have been number one. I think that's the best example of players who have been set up for success coming into the league. But I don't even think in those situations they had teams built for them, built for their skills, built with the uh, modern technology of where is this person shoot, where this person likes to get to, uh, what plays are best for him. They are planning their whole future around one player and they're literally getting to start off at scratch. New front office, new GM, new main star, and new co-stars. It's all brand new in New Orleans. This looks like it really sets up well for him. I also think this is going to be a, a pretty good defensive team. Hopefully, you know, they, they are box office and I think they, just, be surprising. they just put on a show. I think, I think it is. I think it's going to be built for a show. It's absolutely built for a show. And I'm kind of jealous as a LeBron fan, I'll, I'll admit it. I'm a little jealous as a LeBron fan. I wish that was what was built for LeBron when he was there at that time. But everybody has their face. So kind of to move it, it's going to stay within the same segment. I'm just going to gravitate the legacy to a current team and dealing with LeBron. What will be the legacy of the LeBron-led Lakers? His legacy will be... Now, I'm just going to propose a question. You don't have to answer this, but mm -hmm. does he win a championship? Now, that's, that's what his legacy will be. Like, if 
this there's no leeway that he gets with this. Either you win a championship or you don't. And there's no excuses. He has to win a championship now. That that's where I see it. Okay. So I, I like what you're saying and we we're we're not really we'll go off the front of the question and I'll come back. I'll go your way on this one. I think he does win a championship. And at the same time, you're right. It's not much room for him not to win one. But they are asking a lot. Uh, But maybe not enough because you are supposed to be the greatest. I really think he gets two. And I'm, of course, a fanatic. So I'm really hoping for three. I'm hoping for a three P. I hope it's a definitive he's the greatest uh, type of three. Uh, type of thing, and he can go off into the sunset after that. It's fine with me. <laughs> but <laughs> when it comes to this LeBron-led Lakers, I think it's going to be a little bit like I was saying earlier. New Orleans leverage for the future. The Lakers leverage for the now. Okay. Uh, right now, they are in position and heavy favorites to actually win the NBA final. As of one by doing one move and trading a large amount of assets, have now become the favorite uh, for the next year's championship. But those favorites really mean nothing. Just to piggyback off of what you're saying, do you think that the Lakers should try to get another max player or surround LeBron and Anthony Davis with quality players that can shoot? Well, I'm, I'm very tied on that one. Because I, I'm very tired on that one because I really want a $15 million player. They have somewhere around about $25, $26 million to play with after the uh, deals become official between New Orleans. Uh, and, and the max player is sitting somewhere right around 30 to 31. And that's, a, that's, a, that's possibly a max player who's taking a little bit of a pay cut. But you get get that for the city you're in, L.A. But kind of to round it back around, uh, I I want somebody who's a $15 million player who's great, has proven just enough but not enough to actually require that high paycheck. And I'm really pointing towards uh, D'Angelo Russell, even though he's already been a part of the Lakers. They've already kicked him off for being immature, but he's proven himself in this past year. And it's heavy rumors that he he is very interested in coming back to the Lakers. He had his breakout of the year last year. I think that would be a good fit. Out of all the players that I left out there, most of those free agent players, they want big max deals. And he probably will too, but he is not at that level to the point where he can command that. I agree. I agree. That's and that's I, 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 you know, like I said, I'm a fanatic when it comes to the LeBron thing. Man, but I'm looking for somebody right in the middle, enough to still obtain some other players, put some other people on that bench, because we we're gonna take we're gonna need some people taking one million dollar deals. You're gonna have to ride for the team this year if you want the chip. Ride for the team. Yeah. Well, we'll see who they'll get. I mean, some players off the street. This, boy, this boy, boy, I want Ray Allen. Shoot, I want Ray Allen to come out of retirement out here. Shoot, I bet you he's still in good shape. No, he, no he's not going to do that. He, he's not coming back. 
Oh, of course, of course, of course, of course. I don't, I don't think he's going to come back, but I still say he's probably still in good shape and could play if he felt like it. Uh, don't, but, <laughs> don't get Richard Jefferson. <laughs> true, true. But, uh, Darren Williams. Uh, we're, we're shooting in, in the dark here. It, it depends on what their paycheck's looking like after they do what they do. Uh, I'm weirdly, uh, it's a whole lot of rumors about who's going to actually come to the Lakers, which moves us into our uh, third segment, which is word on the street, where we go into the different trade rumors at this time, because they are always fluctuating. Everything always changes. Uh, But according to the rumors, the trade rumors, uh, KD and Kyrie have met twice about playing on the same team. So it does look like KD will be uh, possibly leaving the Golden State Warriors, along with Kawhi opting out for his deal with the Toronto Raptors, but he can always, which which really opens the door for other teams to present their offers to Kevin Durant. His main focus is looking at the Toronto Raptors, the Los Angeles Clippers, and surprising, to me, surprising, the Los Angeles Lakers. I don't know what full interest is there when he should be getting the max dollars. But uh, now, a lot of things have been going on in the past uh, couple of weeks. For example, the Knicks have also gotten fined $50,000 for not le- allowing the New York Daily News access to the post-draft conference. But just to kind of bring it back around, uh, who do you really think is the best fit for this duo uh, of KD and Kyrie? The Nets or the Knicks? Probably say the the Nets. Because the Nets have, they already made the playoffs. Um, the Knicks are just terrible. And they have been for years. Even though they get that grand stage of playing on Madison Square Garden, they're just trash. It's and because of the owner. Yeah. But if you're going to play for the Nets, I wouldn't say they're a ready-made team, but they have pieces, surrounding pieces, that can propel you to the top of the Eastern Conference and challenge those teams like the Bucks and the Raptors and uh, I guess the Pacers. Whenever Victor Oladipo, whenever he comes back, um, to challenge those teams. Seventy Sixers. I don't know. Why I forgot about them. Challenge all of those teams in the East. The Nets just seem like the perfect fit for those two to come up. Now, as far as next year, KD will not be able to play, so that's not going to be a factor. But if KD leaves and goes with Kyrie, the Nets are a way better fit for them than the Knicks. The Knicks are just an atrocity. It is, it is, and that's what's going to be the downfall of them. So I, I agree. Uh, I, I think you were saying that Nets would be a better landing spot for them because the Nets are a dumpster fire. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So I agree. I agree. The Nets are a better landing spot right now because they do have pieces and they are looking to upgrade their star power. Um, one thing with that is Kyrie is now looking to sign with Rock Nation. Kevin Durant is already with Rock Nation, and Rock Nation is based in Brooklyn, New York. So if I'm not I'm not a, a scientist or a star reader, but I can connect the dots. 
he's going to New York or somewhere in New York, and, and preferably the Brooklyn Nets. They are heavy favorites right now. Uh, it does, but rumor is that it's a it's a package deal. If they can't get Kevin Durant, the Nets don't want Kyrie. How should he feel about that? He shouldn't feel any type of way. I mean, cause just look at the way he's been. He's he's just so inconsistent and flipping and flopping. Like, oh, I want my own team. No, I don't want my own team. These players, they don't know what they're doing. They don't listen as far as the Celtics is what I'm referring to. He's so inconsistent. If I were the Nets, I wouldn't want him uh, by himself because he's going to destroy that team from the inside, I feel like. And he, 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 he needs somebody else with him. Okay, I, I hear you, but I'm, I'm going to propose a different point of view on this one. I'm going to say, I'm just going to think from Kyrie's perspective. One of his mistakes is, I don't, I don't know, maybe it's just a media rumor, but he wanted a ready-made team. What comes with a ready-made team is a whole lot of the success without the work. He, did, he wasn't there when they were working to get to the NBA Finals against LeBron. He was on the bench. Now, that didn't bond them. So, from his perspective, he probably was always an outsider coming in to leash on their success. Which, uh, even, it's, it's funny, but somehow, Boston has went from being the team of the future to the team of the past because they can't even hold down Al Horford. They're going to lose him and and free agency also. It wasn't that long ago people were talking about the Celtics as, you know, a dynasty. How many finals are they going to get to? This team is so young. They have a young core. Now they're ready to sell off, sell off everything, and they have no idea which direction they're going in. It's, I, I think it's a collective Isaiah Thomas curse. And I think this is... The reason why I say collective is because I think these players are actively doing this. And I have no problem with it, what they're doing to the Celtics. But I think they're, they're actively showing, feeling that there's uh, no trust in the Boston Celtics, especially when they've done that to, uh, to Isaiah Thomas about three, I think that was about three, three to four years ago. And uh, Isaiah Thomas is a short player who performed very well for them, was riding for them. His sister died during the playoffs, and he still played for them and balled for them. And, and he had a tooth knocked out. Yeah, and then got hurt, and they traded him the next year to the team they lost against. There's not much disloyalty in that, but there is. Which is also why they could not get uh, a meeting with Anthony Davis while they were warded off uh, from them. And they were heavily interested in Anthony Davis. Now they can't hold the stars they have. The stars they have are ready to exit stage left. Uh, when it comes to Kyrie, now Al Horford, along with other role players they've had, or that do have. The Celtics, but they'll still be relevant, just not championship contenders. I don't think they made the playoffs next year. Oh, wow. I mean, they're in the East. Yeah, they're in the East, but if they lose these stars and don't gain stars, which I think is what's going to happen this offseason for them, oddly, even though they're going to have all this cap for them, I think they're going to come up empty. 
I think they're going to come up a different team. They're going to have to build around these young stars again. And it's just well, not going to work out. Who's going to take their spot in the playoffs? Who's going to take their spot? In the playoffs. Uh, say, okay, so let's go Let's go eight out of the team. So just from projected, what you saw from last year. I'm going to throw Orlando in there because they had a very good uh, They already made half. the playoffs. They made it this last year? year? Yeah, they played Toronto in the first round. Okay, so I say, I say they stay in. They say, I say they stay in. I say Toronto makes it whether they have uh, Kawhi or not. I think they get somewhere around six to eight uh, slot when it comes to not having him. Uh, I say Philly makes it, no matter whether they have Jimmy Butler or not. Uh, I think surprisingly Atlanta makes it this year. They, um, they might. And then Nets. Nets were in there before, but I put Nets again. I think whether whatever shakes out, they're still going to be there. Now, let's come to we got three more spots left. Who else is in the East? I wouldn't say Miami's going to make it. Not I don't think they are going to put get put it together like that. I'm already saying okay, yeah, definitely Bucks. So and we got two more spots. Boston might fit in here somewhere, but I still don't think they make it. Who else is in the East? I said the Pacers make it back. The Pacers make it back. So now you got one more spot left. Maybe Boston does make that last spot. But let me see. Is there any other ones? Is Blake going to make it this year? Is he going to make it with Detroit? I don't think Detroit really makes it out on this one. It just sucks for Blake when he, it comes to him being in Detroit. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, I think I you're wrong about that. I don't think the Knicks make it. I'm trying to say now I'm coming up uh, empty on who could ever – who could not make it. Maybe Boston does make that slot. So just to move on, maybe they do make the slot, but they're going to make it by the skin of their teeth. <laughs> but I don't think they're uh, going to be that bad. Uh, uh, I think it's, it's – it's the story – there's a story to be told coming the up. The East and is terrible. The East is terrible, but it might get better. You never know how this uh, offseason is going to shake out. But It's top-heavy. It is, yeah, it is. It's very uh, top heavy. So uh, maybe just to kind of uh, supply what he's saying, uh, here's some names that may change your mind. These are top heavy parts of the free agency of the summer. Uh, now, Kawhi Leonard, he's opted out of his contract, so now he is also a free agent. Uh, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Jimmy Butler. Uh, we're going to also throw in Clay Thompson, even though we assume that he's going to be re-signing with uh, the Golden State Warriors. And now I'm going to show you the bottom half because Kimba wants to really say in Charlotte, so I'm not going to fully count him. This is the bottom of the barrel, but it's not too bad. It's Derrick Rose. It's Ricky Rubio. It's J.J. Reddick. It's the Marcus Cousins, along with D'Angelo Russell. I really want to have him, which is, I told you, I think he's a medium in between player between those two. You got Tobias Harris. Uh, Nick Djokovic, um, Mark Gasol, Brooke Lopez, and Danny Green, just to name a few there. But the Lakers should look at picking up Derrick Rose. What do you think about that? Well, I, I don't know. I think that's the free beat for sentimental reasons. Uh, no. Nah. He, he had a good uh, season and everything. I, I'm just not really interested in getting damaged goods 
Uh, I'm sorry. I'm really just not interested in getting damaged goods. We're not trying to put back old bandages on. We're not trying to do this. I think we need to, uh, we as in LeBron and the Lakers, uh, should be looking to get medium or below players. That's what we need. Medium or below players who will perform. Who? Who are you referring to? Derrick Rose. That's what he is. He has accepted his role. Okay, I can I, I hear you on that. It depends on the price. He's gonna it, have it, a minimum. What two, three million dollars? No. Nah. No. What? No. <laughs> no. No. We can use that three million to get somebody who's gonna score me ten more points than he would. How many points do you think somebody should average? When it comes to the medium tier player, I need to every other game get 20 out of you which you just said what like below average like he he's not going to i mean he'll have his games here and there i think but Derek rose is more of a person who you put on for a floor general position there they have plenty of those people for that position right now when it comes to lyrics even if they want to keep the players they have uh you got rondo he they have plenty of faith and him being a floor general if they want to keep somebody. And he's going to take the minimum. He's definitely going to take the minimum. Uh, they already just got rid of somebody else who was supposed to be a floor general, which is uh, your boy Lonzo, Lonzo Ball. Uh, but, they, of course, they didn't even need that anymore. Why give it away if y'all don't need it? Because y'all don't need it. And you got I, LeBron who likes to have the ball in his hand. I'll say you get rid of Rondo. Pick up Derrick Rose. He averaged 18 points this season. 18. You okay, maybe, come on now. Maybe I'm under. Maybe I'm underrating him. Maybe I'm underrating him. Maybe I'm still thinking back to the uh, years when he was on the Bulls and LeBron was on the Cavs. I don't dislike him, but I ain't got many reasons to overly like him. I like him mm. in general. But yeah. I like his story, but I, I don't overly like him enough to want him on the team. No, I think they would love to get Derrick Rose. Somebody that can average 18. I mean, he. I'm not going to say he's going to average 18. I say he averages 15. Come on now. You'll take that. Oh, oh, oh okay. So who would you take? Are you going to take if, – if you can pay the same cost for each one of these players, cause, but maybe, maybe it's not the cost for these two players, uh, but would you take Danny Green or would you take Derrick Rose? I take. And who who gets the bigger paycheck? They get the same paycheck. <laughs> okay, because yeah, I, I, I couldn't figure it out to be real in my head yeah. about who would get the same type of paycheck. Because I think Danny Green just has a little bit more worth on him because he won a championship with uh, Toronto uh, this past season. But uh, maybe, of course, that's those rose-colored glasses. I, I think he gets more worth because of what type of player he is. He doesn't need the ball. He's also probably the perfect player for this system because he can. he's supposed to be a, a shooter and he plays defense. So he, he probably fits that more than Derrick Rose. But if you want to give LeBron rest and have somebody who can come off the bench, Derrick Rose is that player. I would take him. If I were okay. why not? Yeah. Why not both? <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. But I think we're getting away from the pieces I think they need. But uh, just to move on, um, now free agency officially starts 
Sunday, this upcoming Sunday, June 30th uh, at 6 p.m. Um, but to move it on and uh, kind of get into the moment of uh, this part of the season, uh, which is the final part of the season, the now regular season awards along with playoff awards are now being given in the NBA award show. But I want to propose a question to the overall audience of the NBA uh, who, who, who intakes the NBA. Should the NBA create two separate awards, regular season MVP and a playoff MVP award? Or should they keep it the same as an overall MVP of the league? I think they should keep it the same because what does it say if you give a player that did not make the finals the playoffs MVP? Now, that's not likely to happen, but that's you basically having the same award if you have the finals MVP and then the playoff MVP. I don't I don't see a reason to try to make a, another one. Or change it, uh, you keep it the same. Well, see, I I think because they they have been this is something that Rachel Nichols on uh, the jump has uh, said for a little while now whether they should be two separate awards, but I think there should be three. I'm gonna go get wild. I think there should be three uh, because I I do think there should be a regular season award because there's already actually two. There's actually already two. Because there's the regular season MVP, and then there's the finals MVP. But nothing fully encompasses the playoffs as a MVP. Because if it was just two years ago, LeBron would have won MVP of the playoffs. But since he didn't win the actual finals, he can't win the um, MVP for the finals. So by separating it, like when they actually award it to someone a whole lot earlier, you can celebrate with your uh, with your teammates because now it's, it's, it is a whole three months after uh, this regular season has ended. And now they're giving this regular se- season MVP award out. If you put one right there at the end of the season, you can celebrate with your uh, with your fans. You can celebrate with your players on what you did for a season. Your season is actually worth something at that point. Now you go into the playoffs. Let's say you ball out throughout the playoffs and you only make it to a certain point, but a player on your team gets hurt and it just is circumstances you can't get over. You can still win playoff MVP and you never made it to the finals. And then you got your finals MVP. And this makes it where to one player can make, can get the whole, the Holy grail. They can get all three. And you do that, you become an all-time great. That's my argument. <laughs> yeah, that's wrong, but I'm, I'm not a fan of just giving more awards just to have more awards. I say well, keep not, it the same. It's not just to have more awards. It's to put more worth on what's going on. Because regular season MVP, you by this point, three months later, you forget how many great things and great events a player during a regular season has done. And okay. if they don't make it but so far they lose it in the first round of the playoffs, you like you you're always looking at it like, uh, no, they shouldn't have never got it. Because if you ask a couple people now who they would give the MVP of the league to, they would say Kawhi. And it's only because they've been persuaded by what happened in the finals. So 
your problem is with the timing of when they give the award. That and they don't they actually vote a whole lot earlier than when they give this award. And they're not supposed to be influenced by the playoffs, but they can partially be influenced. It's like a couple weeks into the uh, the playoffs that they vote on this thing. Uh, but yes, I have a problem with it because you don't actually get to celebrate it with your your teammates. Because by the time you might even won the MVP, you could have possibly gotten traded to another team. I know who who tra- trades away an MVP, but realistically, that could happen. Let's say you're a free agent the next year. Let's say Kevin Durant won the MVP of the league this year. And he went in the free agency and on the team. Uh, he's already signed a deal with another team by this point. Or it's, it's highly known that he's going to be with another team next year. But the awards is before free agency starts. Well, it's like, what, five days before it? I mean, it still counts. Conley <laughs> already got traded. To the uh, to the jazz, and he's already talking about go jazz and all of his highlights during the award show are the Grizzlies when he's been in the Grizzlies for a very long time, and he's been the their leading scorer for a very long time. It takes away a certain amount. He he's not the MVP of the league. He it was about being a teammate. He won an award for about being a, a great teammate, but it just looks so backwards when these t- players have sometimes parted ways with these actual teams. And your highlights look different. Well, yeah, I I think this whole thing is just the timing of whenever these things happen. That it just doesn't look good. I think that's what the main problem is. Because I, yeah. I don't feel like you should add any type of awards. The NBA just likes to be in the hot topic all the time, especially when it comes down to this free agency. You know, every year somebody's saying. This is the most important free agency ever. But how many times has it become the most important free agency ever whenever it comes up every year? At least for the past three years, it has been like that. I, I think this well, is just the new norm. I think it's only because of the top players. And it's really revolved around Kevin, Dur- Kevin Durant and LeBron James, to be real. Because there was one year where it didn't really matter. It was the year that Kevin Durant was settled in there and go to state, and the year that LeBron was settled in, in Cleveland. It didn't matter really that much about the, uh, the, off, the free agency at that point. Everybody else, it's not many important players being moved. Uh, I don't know. It, okay, it just seems also, like... Well, just from my recollection, uh, when it's the most important free agency, just looking back in the recent history, it was last year. So I can understand feeling like it's always important about this one. So it's really just uh, generated around LeBron and Kevin Durant. Yeah, I guess so. We'll see next season because they always say the next year is the most important or very important. It's getting very redundant. Yeah, yeah. Every season is lived in the past anyway, because no champion gets to fully uh, gets to reign as a champion. They're always proving that they can get back to being a champion. And when the season ends, the season ends. Just to move it on, we're going to go ahead and move into the questions. Uh, We are uh, going on a little bit longer today. Uh, Now, uh, this has been so you think, you know, sports moving into the questions. Your your guess is about as good as mine. 
Uh, Muhammad makes the questions, and I try to guess the right answer. Hopefully, they're fun, and we have fun. It's going to be three questions, multiple choice each. You are going to get about 15 seconds on each one. Go ahead, Muhammad. All right, first question. Which of the following NFL players has the most pick sixes in their career? A, Eli Manning, B, Peyton Manning, or C, Drew Brees? Repeat it back for me one more time. Question and answer. Yes. Which of the following NFL players has the most pick sixes in their career? A, Eli Manning, B, Peyton Manning, or C, Drew Brees? Hmm. Pick sixes. No, we all know Eli ain't worth nothing. (laughs) 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 He was uh, backing into the Super Bowl two times. I still can't can't quantify that uh, just quite. But we know he's one of the worst when it comes to interceptions. Yeah. Uh, So that that was a hard one. Drew Brees was my favorite quarterback for a good while. So I I don't think it's him, but this is talking about specifically pick sixes. But go ahead and repeat the question and answer one more time. Okay. Which of the following NFL players has the most pick sixes in their career? A, Eli Manning, B, Peyton Manning, or C, Drew Brees? Oh, still a little hard on this one. I actually was still expecting basketball questions, but, hey, we, we, we're moving into uh, the broad end of the sport, so I'm really down for it. Um. I'm going to give you five more seconds. Three, two, one. Uh, Now, with this one, I didn't even mention the name, but Peyton Manning, I think it's, I really think it's Peyton Manning, but I'm not going to put my official answer. I think it's Peyton Manning because when he throws up a duck, it's a duck. (laughs) And everybody's uh, eating. (laughs) Whoever's close is eating. Uh, So, ooh, it's hard. Who's worse of the Peyton uh, brothers? Because I I don't really don't think it's Drew Brees. I'll be heavily surprised if it's Drew Brees. But who's worse out of the Peyton brothers? Is it uh, out of the Manning brothers? Is it going to be Peyton? Is it going to be Eli? Eli really sucks, but I'm going to go with Peyton. Go ahead. Is it Peyton? Yes, that is correct. It's Peyton Manning. Whoa! I see. He throws up them ducks. Everybody (laughs) eating. Yeah, just for some numbers behind these, mm-hmm. Eli Manning has 16, Peyton mm-hmm. Manning has 25, and mm-hmm. Drew Brees has 19. So Drew Brees is still up there. I just didn't think he could, he could be that bad. Not not worse than that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and my, and my guy uh, Tom Brady only has eight. <laughs> oh, that actually is impressive. I don't know why, but I'm actually impressed by that number. Uh, But go ahead. Okay. Uh, Second question. Which of the following teams played against the 2001 Philadelphia 76ers in the Eastern Conference Finals? So this Philadelphia 76ers featured uh, Allen Iverson, you know, that, that 76ers team. A, Charlotte Hornets. B, Milwaukee Bucks or C Indiana Pacers. And saying who faced them in that uh 
2000, you said one? Yeah, 2001 Eastern Conference Finals. Eastern Conference Finals. Hmm. It is. I must say Gary. But uh, I'm going to think about it. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to think about it. Go ahead and repeat the question and answer again. All right. Which of the following teams played against the 2001 Philadelphia 76ers in the Eastern Conference Finals? A, Charlotte Hornets, B, Milwaukee Bucks, or C, Indiana Pacers? Hmm. Well, I'm from Charlotte. I've been in Charlotte for a good amount of years. Uh, some small time in, Char- in South Carolina also, but I'm pretty sure it was not the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> they were not. I piked that during that time. <laughs> so I- I'm going to go ahead and knock that uh, They had some good seasons. Yeah, they had some good seasons, but I, don't, I really don't think it was that season. <laughs> but so, because... We've already repeated the question back twice, and I'm going to deduct which one I think it is. I think it's the Indiana Pacers. I really think it's the Indiana Pacers with Reggie Miller. Final answer? Yeah, final answer. That's wrong. It's the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, wrong. Milwaukee Bucks. That's surprising. Yep. I I think this team had Ray Allen on it. Yeah. Um, okay. I did not expect that. Really did not expect that. That was okay. That was a good question. But uh, going to the last final question, and we're gonna. Oh, just an update. We are now uh, releasing our our next our all of our episodes on Wednesdays uh, of the week. It's gonna be a good comfortable time between the NBA games, NFL games, and what happens on the weekends. But go ahead and go with that last question, Muhammad. Which of the following NFL players in the 2018 NFL season were not in the top five for rushing? A, Christian McCaffrey, B, Ezekiel Elliott, or C, Joe Mixon? Mm. (laughs) I I have no idea to be real right now. But you can go ahead and repeat the question and answer. Okay. Which of the following NFL players in the 2018 NFL season were not in the top five for rushing? A, Christian McCaffrey. He played for the Panthers, Carolina Panthers. B, Ezekiel Elliott. Everybody knows who he is, played for Dallas Cowboys. And C, Joe Mixon. He plays for the Cincinnati Bengals. And what year was that? You said it kind of fast. 2018. NFL season. Okay. So this past season, last year. Okay. Okay. Um, and who was not on this? Yes. It's who was not in the top five for rushing. Ah, uh, okay. Um, I guess that's a little bit harder. Hmm. For last season, it's hard to think back to NFL. He definitely cut me off guard with all the NFL questions. Um, hey, got to know sports. True. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> um, it's a hard one. Uh, I think it's Ezekiel Elliott. That's your final answer? Yeah, that's my final answer. That 
That's wrong. I don't know why you would pick him as not know. being in the top five. Honestly, I told you I can't remember the NFL right now. This is far gone from the NFL right now. No, no. <laughs> um, it's it's Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, okay. I, I, I didn't know. I'm telling you right now. I, I had no idea. Yeah, <laughs> he was. He's like the one that you throw out. He's he was number one in rushing. Who Ezekiel Elliott? Yeah. Oh, I, I completely forgot about the NFL. Like you, they're gonna have to catch me up uh, on the on the flip side because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> it's been a very yeah. long time since the NFL has uh, been out there, and it's been a long time since the Cowboys have been on any type of TV. So yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know about that. They've been the talk of the town. No, no. I mean, so how long did how far did they make it last year? They made it to the second round of the playoffs because they beat Seattle in the first round. And then they played the Rams, who became the eventual NFC uh, winners to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Yeah, okay. I, I, I guess I think that's like three first round wins in the past 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> Some people have zero. <laughs> You're right. Uh, like the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have much hope for the Bengals. But we're now gotten to the end. Uh, we're going to see you on Wednesday of next week where we'll be publishing our next episode. We're going to be keep broadening out these subjects into more NFL along with the NBA rumors. And we'll sometimes get into that UFC. Uh, but we've had a lot of fun. And you've been listening to So You Think You Know Sports. Good night.